The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 68. Oh, so close. Yay, can't make the joke today. <laughs> no, but next week, oh, we are one solid ass <laughs> week away from being able to be really immature for about five seconds. Yes. So you're obviously immature host for they are Chris and Savannah, the most immaturest of them all. Well, at least you threw yourself under the bus because I was yeah. the one who referencing the 69 joke already. Uh, that's okay. All of my shenanigans happen away from the podcast. So that takes a huge chunk of time. Oh, then people won't even know the difference. Exactly. You got to keep up appearances. But anyways, yes, you are here on the podcast. So, hey, welcome to the show. Thank you for checking it out and hanging out with us today and checking out Fuji's album, The Score. But more on that in a little bit. First, yes, I want to properly welcome you to the show, especially uh, to those of you who have been here before. Welcome back to the show. Uh, We're glad to have you here, obviously, like coming back to each episode and just hanging out with us and putting up with our crap. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But if you are new here, uh, welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy your stay and hopefully you don't hate us as much as the people who stay here way too much. Anyways, you probably don't know what we do here on the podcast. So each week's event and I will choose an album and we will discuss it at length from front to back. Like just do all that kind of stuff. Just a random album too. Who cares? Whatever. Or maybe it's celebrating an album anniversary type deal. Is it like 20, 30, 40 years old? Whatever. We will check it out. We have done that before. We'll do it again. And speaking of things we'll do again, requests because we've done this before. Do it again. And we might even have one come on up real soon. Mm-hmm. But regardless, we will choose an album. Discuss it at length front to back. We'll rank the songs and then we rate the psych rate the record we rate the record we take the record then we rate it we could literally cut an hour and 10 minutes off this podcast we just rate it right away and not even talk about it (laughs) album sucked black screen credits roll well, if that sounds like something that's uh, that piques your interest, you want to hang out with, then by all means, uh, stick around. And maybe you can uh, help support the show so other people can actually find out uh, what we do here, just like you just did a minute ago. So by all means, you could like, subscribe, rate, comment, share, follow. All of those things do help build this musical community that we're trying to build, trying to get this, uh, I was going to say fan base, but that's not really a word I want to use. I, just community works. We're trying to build that community brick by brick by brick by brick by brick. Apparently, I can't speak anymore. Regardless, we're building something. We want you to be a part of it. So all of those ways... Uh, uh, all of those things you could do are absolutely free. So by all means, do that. Help us get discovered out there in the audio and video and whatever social media world, because we want more eyes and ears on. Again, I don't want to call it the product, but yeah. So yeah, the thing, the product that be is Savannah pointing to herself. Yes, yes, it's uh, more eyes on me is what it is. Exactly, objectifying Savannah on the fo- podcast. Nothing new. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't have a male and female if the female isn't going to be like, hey, I bring everyone in. Hmm. So you, would you say that your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard? Mm-hmm. And damn right, it's better than yours. It might be better than mine because I'm diabetic, so it's a sugar-free milkshake and everyone <laughs> hates that shit. Gross. <laughs> I don't even like milkshakes, so 
Well, yours brings the boys to your to apparently. <laughs> but also too, yeah, make sure that your uh, all the streaming links like for audio and video, social media is where you can support us too. The album giveaways that we do, which we're currently giving away uh, Nirvana's Nevermind, but by the time this episode comes out, that's practically over. So yes. hey, we were giving away Nirvana's Nevermind, but March 2023 is right around the corner. And of course, album requests, all of these links, most of them can be found down in the description below, but they can all be found at ratetherecord.ca. Yes. RateTheRecord.ca, RateTheRecord.ca. It's all, that's that's the title and the tagline. (laughs) (laughs) Just make sure you really hammer it home. (laughs) Hey, if it works, it works, right? Supposing so. But hey, if you like us just enough that you want to support us more than just for free, there is the option of Ko-fi.com slash RateTheRecord. Also find the RateTheRecord.ca. But join the RTR Club, five bucks a month. There's plenty of benefits. Go check it out. Uh, You can just check out the page for free. I mean, to see if it's something that you'd want to be up to. There are benefits. So yeah, go check it out. Uh, Completely optional podcast is always free but hey money's nice too oh hell yeah we are whores yeah you literally nodded your head as yeah. soon as you said, don't even deny it yeah and then it clicked and i was like nah i can't fight it yeah sure yeah you already agree you can't fight off of this now <laughs> it's like you, it's like someone watched you kill somebody and then you drop the gun it's like who did this <laughs> like literally everyone sees you do it <laughs> Blood dripping off my fingertips. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. The smoke is still coming out of the barrel. <laughs> I think YouTube loves when we uh, talk about gun violence. Anyways, let's continue on now because it is time to start talking about the show. So as I mentioned before, today, episode 68, is all about Fuji's and their album, The Score, which Savannah chose this week. I did. So I guess she can just go right ahead and tell us a little bit about the band and album. Fuji's is a hip-hop group from South Orange, a suburb of Newark, New Jersey, and they were formed in the 1990s, um, Wikipedia, super vague. Um, Now, Fuji's are kind of like the band Eagles, where they don't actually have the in front of it, but it's spoken interchangeably. It just sounds better to say It just makes it easier to talk about. Yeah, so... I, I may say it, I may not. Please don't crucify me if I mess this up. Um, the group was a launching pad for successful rappers. Pra- Is it Praz or Praz? Praz? Praz sounds correct, but I actually okay. don't know. I've never heard it spoken, and I don't know why I didn't look that up. Might be. Uh, Wyclef Jean and Lauren Hill. The name Fuji's comes from a shortening of the word refugees. Lauren Hill met Praz in high school and they joined a group called Time with a Y. And and an H too. (laughs) Oh God. Unfortunately, no H. Uh, And Praz's cousin Wyclef joined in 1990. In 1993, after a name change and some recorded demos, Fuji's were signed to Roughhouse Records, a subsidiary of Columbia Records. In 1994, Fuji's released their debut album, Blunted on Reality, to decent reviews. Two years later, in 1996, their sophomore and final album, The Score, was released to very favorable reviews. The score was released on February 13th, 1996 under Roughhouse Records and was produced by <clears throat> Jerry Duplessis, Diamond D, John Forte, Sean King, Warren Riker, Salam Remy, with each member of the Fuji serving as executive producers. Singles from the score include Fuji La, Killing Me Softly, Ready or Not, and No Woman, No Cry. 
at the 1997 Grammys, the album was nominated for Album of the Year, but won Best Rap Album. The score has been included on many best of lists, such as the greatest 500 greatest albums of all time and the 100 greatest, excuse me, 100 greatest rap albums. Now, these lists have been reduxed over the years. It was just easier to say that they made an appearance somewhere on this list. It hit, the album hit number one on many a nation's music charts and has been certified seven times platinum in the States and five times platinum in Canada and the UK. Well, the accolades, huh? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was their last album. I didn't know they only had two. Yeah, second and last, but yet they're still active today, apparently. Yeah, yeah, they're dipping in and out of uh, being together, but uh, it's a Praz that's under some, I guess, some legal trouble that's sort of preventing them from really doing too much right now. Well, then, now that we're all familiarized, what is the score of the score? We're going to find out now as we start the album. So song number one, Red Intro. Mm -hmm. You first, please. Last week, I took the reins and I picked this one, so I want to know what you think. Uh, supposing so, um, uh, I guess as a preface to, uh, the cover of this album is stylized like a movie. It kind of looks like it, uh, it's stylized kind of after the Godfather in a way, okay. uh, especially with the, the font being the exact same too. So, I mean, like I had to preface that because it, this starts out like a movie in a way too. So like it's, it, it's kind of good that it matches up like that. So at least you have something with theme going on, but spoiler alert, I don't feel like that theme continues through the album. Mm-hmm. But we, I'll, I'll met, trust me. I'll mention that when we get there. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess this, is, this one's just used as a mood setter, which that's fine. Cause it's literally called red intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Not too much happening. There's some narration over top, some talking and some sound effects. I mean, I feel like a good full beat could be made out of the piano and drum combo, which Spoiler alert, I didn't realize happened at the end of the album. Uh, this again, I write in order, right? So I didn't, I had no idea it was coming at the end of the album. Yeah. But yeah. So it's like too bad it's only an intro. But yeah, again, that's in retrospect, that was a silly comment to say. But regardless, that's what I wrote. Yep. And we don't go back and change them. Uh, we just read it as it happens. Exactly. Um, I swear the first voice you hear, like the narrator, is like, it sounds like Mike Tyson because I heard, I was listening and I was like, who does this remind me of? And it sounds like it kind of has a little lisp. So it just kills me imagining modern day Mike Tyson uh, doing that for some reason. Hilarious. Um, Part of me wants to hear this whole song with a chorus and the other part feels that it's like too long for an intro. So it was kind of like floating in that sort of purgatory or whatever, that sort of middle ground. Um, And not much happens, like you said, aside from a repeating piano riff, mid-tempo beat, um, the sirens panning one side to the other. That was kind of a nice touch, sort of added like an atmosphere. Um, But that that was really it. There wasn't too much going on to uh, to comment on. It's not even two minutes long. So. Yeah, minute fifty one. You're right. It is too long for an intro. I mean, yeah. like, hell, there there are punk rock songs that are like this length or shorter that can do verse, chorus, verse, chorus. I mean, right? Like, yeah, you, you yeah. Found it out. Uh, but yeah, uh, about the the mixing too, because you mentioned the siren going like left to right through the speakers. There, I do really like that, and it happens like a lot in this album too. Like they, they make some really interesting mixing choices, maybe to make it more cinematic. I guess. Yeah, very interesting. So yeah, I I enjoy it at the very least. 
It All was right. okay. Fair enough. Uh, let me make a marking on my page here. Okay. Just write okay next to all of them. Just a thumbs up. <laughs> exactly. All right, moving on to song number two. How many mics? Uh, I guess I'll start again. Yes. He seems so adamant about it, even off camera. Yeah, damn right I am. Um, so I like the drum and bass combo throughout the entire track. I think it sounds good, uh, but I'm not too big on the lead melody loop, though. I mean, it got a little tiresome before too long, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, this isn't like a sign of things to come, is because like, granted, it's not, but at the same time, it's just like, if the first actual song doesn't catch you, you get bad feelings about an album. Yes. Like, even if the, the, the first actual song in the album isn't a single, you still have to catch people on it. Mm -hmm. And so when my first thought is, oh, that lead loop is just like, eh, I'm done with it after about 20 seconds. It's just probably not a good sign. Yes. Um, when you say that it's it's not quite a sign of things to come, um, unfortunately, I disagree. <laughs> a lot of it was just sort of, I have a couple bars just looping over and over. Uh, this is just the first song that does so. I did like the smooth transition from the last song into this one. Um, that particular sort of blend of songs, that is definitely a sign of things to come. Pretty much this whole album is just one song broken up. Um, but this one, I didn't really notice how much I really enjoy female rappers. I don't listen to a lot of bands or artists outside of, you know, like sort of female pop artists. Um, and listening to females rapping, is just, there's this thing, I can't even explain it, but it just, it sounds so good and so badass, even if it's super emotional, it's just so badass. Um, and I really like the woodwind sound making like the base of the melody. I was down for that. Uh, yeah, supposing so. Although a lot of the instrumentals didn't catch me too much in this mm -hmm. one, although because a lot of them were like airy and ambient layers. I do like that. Like it sounds nice. Yeah. And it was in the background behind the vocals and it like added like a lot of depth and atmosphere. So at least I had that going on, but the instrumentals themselves didn't stand out to me too much. So mm -hmm. There wasn't too much I could say about it. Uh, I'm back and forth on the hook as well because, uh, yeah. I mean, it's catchy, but I mean, it's not all that enthusiastic to have me coming back. And I mean, that's what the hook is supposed to be. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know what you expect me to feel. So this one just wasn't doing it for me. Uh, although, uh, God, my there, there's a few times in this album where I've had to like look up the lyrics of like, what did I just hear? <laughs> and fucking yeah. this, this line, I used to be underrated. Now I take iron makes my shit constipated. Fuck yeah, that bar got yeah. a laugh out of me. It was solid gold. I love it so much. Oh my god. Uh, it just, because it, it, I didn't expect that to be a line to hear in this, but I mean, here we are, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure I got a lot of plays with you just rewinding it a couple times going, oh, that is what I heard. Okay, okay. But uh, yeah, I, I like the verses. The chorus is so repetitive, kind of made the song feel longer than it is. And it is, I don't, I don't know, uh, subjectively long song at like four and a half minutes um but i do feel like there i wish that there was more to the beat it kind of felt like it was playing a dvd menu screen because you're too lazy to get up and turn it off that it just loops over and over and over again and then you just kind of sit there and deal with it 
that mm. happened. Well, uh, I won't say which one. I worked at a department store a handful of years ago, a, b- a yeah. big name store. Uh, and in the lunchroom, they had a, usually had a DVDs playing. They had a TV in there and a DVD player. And no one would press play on it because the thing is that <laughs> DVD had been in there for a straight week. And no yeah. one wants to see it anymore. So it was just on the DVD opening menu for my entire lunch break. Oh and then, like, yeah, you, you hear the music. You might hear, like, a line or two from the movie, just like a big yeah. punchline that happens. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like... I'd rather go like sit in the bathroom and eat lunch. I don't know. Like this yeah. is too. I'd rather hear someone take a shit than, than like listen to this all over again. It it kind of reminds me of any time that I'm standing at the sink manually washing dishes, and like when I used to watch DVDs before streaming, and it would the last episode would end, and then it's playing that, but your hands are soaking wet, and you're just like that. I don't want to say anxiety, but sometimes in me, it's just when something's repetitive, I have to just turn it off. So it keeps going. My hands are all soaked. I'm like, I am so overwhelmed with this sound right now. I just got to get out of here. At one point, you just like completely disregard that your hands are wet. And you just go over, reach the remote anyways, just press it. But then it like the water gets in. It's not waterproof. And then you just destroy that. A whole chaotic mess happens all because of a sound loop of washing dishes. A hundred percent. Yes, that is my life. A <laughs> true comedy story skit. To, so, yeah, true story happened to a friend of a friend of mine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, shout out to all of my Canadian people out there who know exactly what the hell that quote comes from. Yeah, I won a t-shirt from them when I was a, when I was a kid. It was awesome. The show or the station? The show. Oh, yeah, I didn't know they were over. like giving doing giveaways. Yeah, I think it was like a like a Halloween sort of special thing. And it's like if you see the number and then you call in and then I actually got in, I got a t-shirt. Sweet. Yeah. I wonder if it's just a participation award. <laughs> oh, maybe, but it was a sick t-shirt. I wore it everywhere. It was awesome. Excellent. All right, we'll move on whether you're ready or not. One second, you're going to have to say that one more time. Um, I keep getting notifications, so I have to mute those. And the funny part is you're not. Apparently putting them on do not disturb still disturbs me. So for some reason, all of my notifications still come up. Okay, now we're good. That that was perfect, actually. That was that That lined up way too well. I hate this. What? Did you hear what I said, though? No, no, no. I said, okay, moving on, whether you're ready or not to song yeah. number 30. And then you're like, just one second, I have to do this. I'm like, okay, so you're not. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yep. Oh, so you weren't ready, and I still had to wait for you. Anyway, song number three, ready or not. Um, I do want to say first that the music panning so hard to the left and right through the whole fucking song, it, like, gave me motion sickness. Cause I was listening to it through my headphones and it was just felt like I was swaying back and forth for what felt like my whole life. And that I really didn't want to score it lowly because of that. And I don't think I did, but I'm curious if you felt the same way. I actually, I didn't mind it. It was a little weird to get used to in headphones, but like, I still like the way it sounds at the very least. Yeah. So it's not too much of an issue, but yeah, if you have to take gravel listening to the song, I guess I understand. <laughs> yeah. It's like being on a boat. Yeah, just like a little bit of swaying, but that's kind of what I mentioned earlier with the first song. How like I like how some of the mixing in this album kind of does that. It'll like play with the the stereo sound. Yeah, it'll throw things between the two, or just one comes a little heavier than the other type thing. So I don't know. Just it's a little playful, so it's something I can enjoy at the very least. <laughs> but oh my god, of course, being me, I had to mention this. It's the second song in a row with an, anal- an analogy about shitting. Aye. 
This time it was Lauren Hill. While you imitating Al Capone, I be Nina Simone and defecating on your microphone. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Why is she shitting on people's microphones? I, I thought that. And then I imagine like an ice cream on a cone and then that grossed me out. And then I didn't think about it again. <laughs> the chocolate ice cream on a cone. Gross. Yeah, I'm just imagining her at like a rap battle and then she shits on the other person's microphone before they get a chance to pick it up and <laughs> then they, they see it and they don't pick it up and she's like, I guess I win. You're not picking up your mic. <laughs> you oh, what a cheater. Yeah, yeah, what a cheater. But then that just goes to show that Lauren Hill has a better diet than Wyclef Jean because he ha- he's taking iron and is constipated and she's actually able to shit on microphones. So, I mean, if anything t- about this album has taught me anything, it's the fact that their diets are either good or bad depending on who you're talking about. Yeah, we we are going to um, uh, assess their uh, defecation habits um, and suggest proper meals for better habits. So this is he needs fiber. This is now a medical podcast. Yeah, anyone who came here to actually hear opinions about this album, I hope you're enjoying (laughs) hearing me. It's like, oh yeah, they did. They talked about shit. Ha ha, funny. How? But how was the song? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't listen to it past the shit thing. Well, it wasn't shit, but they mentioned it, so I have to. <laughs> oh, and trust me, going to the next song, I listened hard. I was like, there's got to be another shit reference in here. <laughs> there's not, unfortunately, but so that's kind of where this one ends. But um, this is the first real display on this album of uh, Lauren's like excellent singing voice. She's got a great tone. Oh, I, I, yeah. I really love the way she sings. So singing's good. You get a good idea of it on this song, and you'll hear it even better in upcoming songs. So, yeah, it's got that going for it, besides just shit. I I agree with Lauren Hill's voice. Uh, I did make note that the layering of her voice in the chorus to harmonize with herself was a very nice choice. Sounds fantastic, even if it wasn't with her. Cares. Sounds fantastic nonetheless. Um, I did enjoy the chorus. Uh, the verses weren't very memorable to me, as I can really only pick out the chorus if I think about it now. So there's your hook. It's the only thing that really got me. Um, the... So the panning at the beginning, well, I guess really it runs through the whole song. Um, There's a melody through it and it kind of like mimics humming, which adds more of a melody. And even though a lot of these beats just repeat through the whole thing, having that sort of running melody was kind of nice because I just assume someone's, you know, standing there in the background humming into the microphone. Probably not the case, but I mean, sounds good anyways. It it could be though, because there's a, there's a point in an upcoming song where like you hear a bass line and then in the, like another verse you hear the bass line and then someone humming on top of the bass line. So it just kind of like adds more depth to it. So it's very possible that you heard that. Okay. Well, I liked it. No, I thought it was a good choice in this song for sure. I wonder if that's going to come out on the microphone. So on the, uh, here's a little fourth wall on the day we're recording this, we're having like a really shitty snowstorm outside. <laughs> and like yeah. My window is here. Cause I'm like in a basement room and I just heard these pellets <laughs> smack the fucking window. I was going to mention that to you. I'm like, if you hear anything, I'm sorry, because my window's just to my left and it's the same thing. Yeah, you see this, like, you kind of see this plaid <laughs> curtain up here. That's all I have. Mm. I don't actually have curtains for this window. Oh, shit. Yours is pretty close. Mine's the other side of the room, but still. Yeah, so that's why I have to have that up there. So that way it'll actually block out any sort of, like, breeze crack that happens to come in. Yeah. Especially during a storm like this. Yay, Canada. Yay, snow. <laughs> and exa- and like I this part's, This part's between houses, too, like in the driveway, so it's like a wind yeah. tunnel. Oh, so like dang. you'll get the most wind at this part. <laughs> dang. Yeah, it sucks. A tornado. 
Uh, anyways, you uh, that's a peek into my uh, daily life and everything like that. So I yeah. guess we'll just move on now because we actually should be talking about music. Yes. Uh, song number four, uh, Zelots. Is that uh, Zelots? I think that's how you pronounce it. That's how I've been saying it. I don't even know what the word means. I didn't bother looking that up. I didn't either, but that's okay. I'm assuming that it means music. It might be zealot because it means a zealous person. Oh, uh, I suppose so. But even then, I'm a little uh, iffy on that meaning, too. Yep. Anyways, uh, there's one thing I pointed out that actually happens at the end of the previous track in the beginning of this one. And it's something that you hear a few times in this album. The sudden ding that happens just as a track is ending and it's it's not exactly abrasive, but it definitely pulls you out of the moment because like I don't know the flow of the last song was fine and everything like that. But then you hear this hard ding, and that brings you over to this one, which doesn't really change the mood up too much. So I'm just wondering, like, what are we doing here exactly? And I'm wondering, oh, is this like the film thing again, where we're going through like Act One, Two, and Three, and everything like that? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, didn't really need it though. I don't know why they did that, but that's just a small note anyway. Um, the instrumentals in this one at least feel very dreamy. Uh, so again, it didn't like change up too much from the last track because Ready or Not feels kind of dreamy, but maybe like a more of a somber dream, I guess. Okay. Uh, th- this one, uh, a little more upbeat, I guess. Maybe not. I, I, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, but the beat sounds really good, though, and I on this one. So I do like that. So it's sounding all right so far. Uh, I do like whatever sample it starts with. I think it sets sort of a different tone. Uh, I really liked that. I I find it easier to notice when things are drastically different than when things sound similar. So I found that this one sounded different enough that it caught my attention. And I really liked the chorus because there's more singing than rapping. And I think it really fits the song. And I really like contrast of, you know, the singing and then the rapping. It's just it fits a lot nicer to me. Um, but I do feel and I this is sort of applicable for a lot of songs if not most of them on this album i feel like the music and the rapping feel disjointed because the verses come across like they're just rapping over a beat in the same style that they would any other it's like they kind of have their own rap style and then whatever beat you know sort of gives them that vibe they'll like rap over but it doesn't feel like the music was particularly made for their style rather than I don't know it just kind of feels like two different things um I feel like it kind of relies on the music to distinguish the songs and uh yeah in this song particularly the verse it just sounds like any song just put to a different beat yeah, and it's weird that you said that, like, it, they would, like, write it in a way that might not match their style or something. It's like, they produced the album. So, yeah. <laughs> like, you think they would, uh, I mean, every song sounds, like, comfortably in the range, at least in my opinion. But kind of an overarching comment of the entire album, I think I've already kind of hinted at this, too, is just the fact that, like, actually, I might have even said this off camera, but the entire album is just kind of, like, a smooth over. And what yeah. I mean by that is just, like, nothing really stands out it all feels like the same like energy the same type of beat the same type of vibe and everything like that it's not necessarily like a bad detrimental thing but at the same time like it's not very exciting uh so it's, this the album could be good but just like it's one of those things like i don't know how often i'd come back to it uh that's not that's yeah. not really a too much of a comment on what i think about the album though i'm just saying i'm just saying overall like with an album that doesn't have too many bumps or hills or anything like that like there's not really i mean this has a lauren hill but i mean haha funny 
<laughs> there you go. There's my pun. I didn't catch it at the beginning until you said, ha ha. I was like, oh no, I should pay attention to this. I kind of wish you pay attention more. Yeah, because you'll never know when these things come out. Yeah, but I'm also dumb. We've established that too. We're both dumb and not professionals, okay? But at least I try. I'm just <laughs> drinking a whole thing of vodka, so I apologize for my lack of attentiveness. I am drunk. That's okay. That just uh, makes you super loopy. And I'm actually sober today. Well, I'm sober usually when we record anyways, but I have no alcohol. Yeah. Um, the only other note I have for the song, though, is... Um, it kind of bothered me that the final verse was far shorter than the others. It felt like a very strange imbalance. Like yeah. you have this new voice come in. It was like maybe eight lines and then just stopped where all the others are like far longer. It's like, did you, did you need to meet a quota? Like, why are you here then? Like they should have get at least they should have extended the song by like another 10, 15 seconds that they wanted to give him the time. Uh, maybe it was one of the many producers that grabbed the mic and they gave him that much. And then they both like, or they all had to be like, okay, okay, okay. That's it. That's it. That's it. No more, no more. And then they, uh, they established a neutral ground by just giving him the, that, that little bit. That was it. Giving the mic to one of the producers, uh, that note comes up a little later. Oh my God. There's one. I'm just not too entirely <laughs> fond of at all. My God. Great. Uh, but until then, we will just continue on with song number five, The Beast. Ah, the beginning reeks of the themed pop-up video. A themed pop-up video? No, no, like the music to the intro to the show pop-up video. Oh, if really? I if you listen to it, it's just that's that's what I got in my head. Yeah. Like, I know what you're talking about because I, I remember pop-up video, but I just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I wasn't, I didn't even have that in my mind when that came up. Although so usually doing these albums, like something weird always pops up in my head. I'm surprised that didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe it's uh maybe it's a little far enough off, but uh, that's what I got from it. Anyways. I'll have to go back and do like a side-by-side -side comparison. <laughs> Turns out that's my only note for this. Sounds like pop-up video, the end. Uh, in the previous track, I, I made the note that like, you know, this album was kind of like flat in its like energy and everything like that. And this is actually yeah. the song where I mentioned that too. My very first note verbatim. I'm back and forth on a lot right now. I like that the album has kept a chill consistency so far, which makes for an easier listen. On the other hand, I realize there isn't much grabbing me about this album yet. Yeah. So that that's, that's where like, I'm at a very weird dividing line. And again, in retrospect, I didn't know that I'd feel that way for the pretty much the rest of the album. Yes. So it's like, no matter what my score ends up being at the end, if it's high or low, the idea is like, I, I think I do like this album, but not enough to want to keep coming back to it. But only because like, again, there's just, there's nothing there. And like, this is another one of those songs that didn't really do much to like completely take in my attention. Um, and I, I guess on the, sounding very authoritarian I, on that note, I guess I'm not like anti-fun or anything anti-fun from people who want to really get in pronunciation there. Uh, I'm not really like anti-fun or against things that feel like a little goofy, but I mean, like, I really yeah. don't like the hook of the song at all. <laughs> yeah. It's a little annoying if I'm being honest. Something about the beast is loose and then, ah, ah, I, I just, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't like it. I'm sorry. Stop. I can't do it's like it. A, it's like a Halloween werewolf song. It's it's like one of those things like that. It sounds like a, a sing along at like a, a kids concert, like or if you remember like back in elementary school, if like you were in like kindergarten or grade one, they had this like these this kid performer singer come in and do these performances, and they're clearly made to get kids to sing along or like was it Raffi? 
not just Raffi, no, but uh, uh, he's obviously the more prominent uh, yeah. figure Num- in that one. Number one in my heart. But just like you, you sing a song and you make a sound effect and then you have all the kids do that sound effect in the song because it's part of it. That's kind of what this felt like to me. I'm just yeah. like, am I being <laughs> sang to in order to make that sound? Because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I, I did not feel that, but I really want to listen to it again with that in mind. Um, I don't have much personally for this one again doesn't feel like they're rapping to the music i'm probably going to say that at least two more times going forward uh as this song goes on i am warming up to the music it's funky ish and it sounds familiar uh i believe i looked up the samples don't think i recognized any individual part that they used but i liked it nonetheless um and i did not care for the end sketch not at all. Zero the Chinese percent. restaurant sketch. Zero percent. Zero. It, Big it even egg. says that in the parentheses or something like that. About it. Yeah. Maybe no. you're right, though. Maybe it is supposed to be sort of some like audio film thing, whatever, some sort of, uh, you know, it, it transports you from here to here and it tells a story. But I don't know what the story is because I don't know how it relates to the song or the one following. And, like, none of the skits, like, there's kind of a few skits and interludes on this album when, like, they don't really feel like they connect. It feels like, like, random slice of life stuff. Yeah. Like, and But but this one, I mean, like, it sounded like they were doing their best to not do an offensive accent while oh also, like, while also still being kind of fucking I, weird about it. Yeah. But again, it's, it's, what, 1996? So back then, people didn't care too much about that shit. Yeah, I especially sure. the use of the word, uh, the the R word there that I won't say. But I mean, like he, he when he tried to order a chicken wing, he's like, I don't want that one, the the R one. <laughs> yeah, was, I just remember I was listening to it, I was like, wow, that was that was just that's casual, man. Mm-hmm. I remember being alive at that time, but at the same time, like it feels so weird to hear that nowadays. Oh yeah, then you kind of realize how how the world has changed for. I guess the better when it comes to sort of nixing uh, like literally the terms. last decade, like has been like, yeah. yeah, like a completely just blanket over top of like a lot of those types of terms that we used to use. Oh yeah. Thank goodness. But yeah, that, I don't know the, the, yeah, I don't, I don't like the skit either. I mean, it's, it's just weird to have it at the S to have it anywhere on the album. Really? Like, I mean, Save this for like an al- end of album bit, if anything. Like you after the last track, maybe it's silent for two or three minutes, and then you have this if you really want to. Like yeah. fine, uh, but this just completely shits all over the the flow of the album. Even if it is somehow connected, because again, we don't do lyrical breakdowns, which for a rap album maybe is probably more important to do. But yeah. regardless, we don't we haven't done that, and if there is a connection, I'm not seeing it. I didn't notice it, and you're really just taking up time you're you're just killing a clock at this point and i don't know why i feel like not doing lyrical breakdowns and sort of taking these songs at face value the first couple times that we listen to them is probably the better way to go because when somebody picks up this album on release day like they're they're if they're a big enough fan, they're going to sit there with the, you know, CD insert, vinyl insert, whatever, and read your lyrics if you include them. But if not, it's just somebody who looks at the cover, says, oh, I've heard of them, picks it up and listens to it. So I feel like you kind of have to strike that balance of, hey, I'm telling you a story in the lyrics and hey, I'm telling you a story with the music and lyrics. And you should kind of get the gist of it, at least without really diving deep and trying to um, 
solve these riddles and stuff on your own. And that's kind of how I, I go about it. It's if I'm listening to this for the first time, which most of them I am, what do I think about it the first time? Because obviously my scores are going to go higher and higher. The more I listen to it, the more that I like it, the more I find out the lore, the more I start to become a fan of each individual member and stuff like that. So I mean, not doing lyrics, I think, is probably the most fair way, but with uh, an album or a genre where it really depends on it, that is pretty difficult. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, because it can be considered controversial that we don't do lyrics for rap albums, because like a lot of rap albums, because... We we do rock albums. We do we do like a lot of different type of stuff. And with rock albums, there's a lot of different things happening, and things keep changing up all the time in a song. Yeah. Uh, so like, it, it, there's a lot more to talk about and point out. Whereas in a rap track, like you might have a, the same beat, like even in court, verse course, the same yeah. beat for the entire Over. thing. And so it all comes down to the lyrical content and a lot yeah. like. I, I I noticed a lot of music reviewers that I've watched too. Like one of the first things I'll point about like any rap track is usually the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, because like that usually tends to make or break certain things. So I get it why it could be controversial why we don't do it. Yeah. Um, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, if this was our full time job, then maybe definitely dedicate a lot more time to it because like this is what we do for a living. Yeah. But because like, you know, this is just we're doing this podcast, but we have full time jobs and everything like that outside of this. So I mean, like. I, I don't have that much time to sit there and research all the lyrics while I have to do like a billion other things. Well, and just diving off that point, like you kind of in in order to assess the lyrical content accurately and uh, fairly, you kind of have to know who's singing it, the what they were going through at the time to sort of piece things together. So you're doing a lot more research on the artist, on their personal life, maybe things that they we're going through personally or professionally. And it's just like, there's so much more than just looking at words on a sheet and going, Oh yeah, they said this, there's, there's all that emotion and, you know, timing and everything that goes into it. And it's just, it's so much more involved than, you know, just saying words, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, again even though we didn't do the breakdown for lyrics like just look at last week when we did shad and like yeah. you even caught on to a lot of his lyrics even though you're not necessarily paying attention and you can yeah. tell a lot of them were pretty personal yeah so i mean at least you can pick up on that whereas like not saying that nothing's personal on this album but just like it, it was harder to grab onto and then with all these like skits in between it was really hard to know where to draw the line of like fiction and reality at that point yeah. so it's like, how much do i really care at this point now especially when you have the like this bullshit skit that just kind of pulls me out of the moment I agree. Um, again, maybe a controversial point. Maybe pe- people are just like, oh, you're just shitting all over something that's, that's fun. But it's just like, that's just my opinion. I'm not hey. I'm not right or wrong. So, I mean, like, whatever. Hey, I, I mean, you may like apples, but I love oranges. And I'm not going to shit all over your apples just because you don't like oranges. So, But uh, but Lauren Hill will shit all over your microphone. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Stay away from me, Lauren Hill. Stay oh, away from right. my oranges. I get the worst visuals in my head now. Just- <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Song number six, Fuji La. I think she has a really nice singing voice. You said that earlier. Uh, I said that earlier. And the contrast between male rapping and female singing, very refreshing, very nice. I will always like it. 
Yeah, uh, this this is a this is a great pickup kind of track, uh, f- especially from the last one. The beat feels like a lot harder this time around. I was really enjoying it. Like, and when I say that, it's like the instrumental still felt kind of like that same like smooth vibe, but like it's the percussion that makes the difference in a lot of the tracks. Like, it's just done in a different style, and these ones felt a little heavier. Maybe it's like just the reverb on it or something like that, but just. It sounded a lot better. Uh, yeah, the chorus is great. The like the ooh la la part is like super catchy and well yeah. sung and everything like that. So yeah, there's like a lot to enjoy there. And I mean, not the first time it happened on this album, but like again, why does this song, this song, and many others end in, like such a weird and different way? Which it's not. They're not quite on the level of the Chinese restaurant skit, but at the same time, like again, these these weird stabs and interjections that even if it's trying to build a cinematic world, like I still don't really know what's going on here. It feels it just feels like random slices of life, as I said earlier. So like, there's no conjoining story that I'm going to catch on to. Yeah. So it just I don't know. It doesn't really do much to set a scene. It's a little bit of instrumentals that feels like entirely different from the track you just heard. Uh, it feels like a fade would do just fine on most of these tracks, but I mean. Here we are. Uh, yes. Um, I only have uh, two more points for this song, uh, none of which are as uh, uh, observational as yours. Um, I I always appreciate a good vinyl crack effect. I liked it in this one. It was a little heavy. Uh, it and might sometimes be, it got heavy. But because I hadn't heard it earlier in the album, it was kind of welcome to kind of added some interest to a repeating beat uh, again that's really all this seems to be going f- well i mean in the whole album um and this song felt like pretty palatable uh obviously it was a single i can see why um but it is not my preferred style um and i Chris, I hate you so much because after reviewing Shad, that's my more preferred style. So listening to this, I'm like, no, (laughs) I just want to go listen to that because I hate when you introduce me to new things because I only have a limited capacity. So now I have to knock something else out to listen to something new. So also, side note, I did say that I wanted to listen to more Shad and I listened to his the album that came after The Old Prince. It was pretty good. I want to listen to more of it. So I hate Told you. you. <laughs> I hate you so much. It was so good. Uh, it's, it's so good, but you still managed to feature the album. Wow. At least I we were it. so close. Like literally less than a percentage point off because mm-hmm. I had it at an even A and you had it like very high B plus. Yeah. You, you can like, just fudge the score a little bit. No, I have to be honest, unfortunately. Honest to myself. Then stop telling people that you love it because you clearly don't. You, it was you plus good. It. it was it was okay. It was passable. It was, it was there. It was fine. Uh, yeah, I have no more notes for Fuji Law. I I liked it though. It wasn't such a bad track. Yeah, it definitely was like sort of sing alongable, I guess, uh, to the singing bits at least. I because I am not a rapper. I will say this much uh, that I feel like the B side of this album feels a lot better than the A side, which yes. is interesting to say the least, because as I keep, I, I keep referencing this whole idea, like it's a flat sound, blah, 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 and doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. But like still the tracks in the second half just felt better. I don't know, like just better in their presentation, better in what yes. they had to give. So I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind of a weird contradicting point, but that's just the way it, I felt. I 100% agree, and I cannot say any more without revealing my score or positions of songs, so I will smile, nod, and say I agree. 
fantastic. So then we'll move on to Lucky Seven Family Business. Oh, you, you first. I was just trying to, and then you cut me off. <laughs> um, yeah, so I do like the uh, that that guitar sample on the drum beat. I thought it was a fantastic hey. choice, like the the guitar. I really like the feel of that. Um, and I also do like the little interjections of background vocals that sound like a light ha 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 type thing. Uh, I, I thought there was a nice, soft, harmonious texture. So this one's already offering me things I'm really liking in this style. So uh, definitely higher up on my list for this one for sure. Um, the James Taylor fire and rain line definitely got my attention. Um, and I realized I am so, so white. <laughs> Oh, I got my own little white line coming up actually soon. I can't remember what's <laughs> track, but but there's a, there's a, like a lot of references in this album. Like they they just oh call gosh, back to yes. everything. Hell yes, I I'll sit there and go. Oh, I get this. Oh, I understand that. They even say Ontario in one of them, and I was like, I live there. This is yeah, awesome. I, I guess with New Jersey, it'd be more of a thing to reference Ontario because, like, I mean. There is a, there's an Ontario, California, but that's all the way across the country. So I don't think they're yeah. referencing that. Well, so yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, hey, hi, we can see you here, I guess. <laughs> References galore. Oh my gosh, she knows I'm here. <laughs> um, But again, with the, these endings just being such odd choices oh. for the songs, like the songs can sound good. And then like, what are these fucking parts? I mean, like fades work as better transitions at this point like maybe don't always use the fade but they're overusing these like weird like interlude skit things and this one just feels like here's some samples to kind of get us from like here to there and like i i, I don't really want to let it affect this the song score yeah it's just unfortunate like for production choice like i just i don't get why they want to do it again if, if you want to have fun i think i even say this later on in my review if you want to do this stuff that's fine make a whole separate like bonus album too just full of like skits and interludes just yeah. have a whole separate thing go wild with your voice acting that's cool go crazy with your sound effects and production but just leave the music on this one please um yes um my my note is uh, ending sequence didn't add much to the song. It did intro the next song, but couldn't there have been like a five second little like in little interludes in between songs instead of tacking these on to the end? Because if you're listening to these songs independent of the entire album, you're going to be listening to that little skit at the end. And some of them overlap tracks. So you're hearing half of it. Like, say you're playing a shuffle playlist or something it relies too heavily on the fact that you're going to listen to it front to back in order. And obviously I guess it really wasn't a thought about, you know, listening to it on a playlist or a shuffle or anything, but like mixtapes were a thing and like you'd make a mixtape for somebody. So like, just put it as like a small song in between or just something. But after a while, they really started to get on my nerves. If it didn't the first time, this is where I'm just like, okay, I just don't want to hear this anymore. I don't really want to defend it too much, but in its defense, um, this was in an era. I mean, th this era lasted a long time, obviously, and it was far earlier than the 90s. But this was in an era when, um, you know, we're in the era now where like singles reign supreme. Yeah. Like no one like it's it, there's, you always hear these debates. Do people listen to albums anymore? Like because yeah. everyone just like listens to singles. and That's essentially your album right there. Well, this was the era when like albums were the thing like you could listen to it front to back because we didn't have the like ability to easily skip songs. You could with a CD, I guess, but like 
more often than not, people would just like have it on, do whatever. So maybe like they had it in mind that you would just listen to it as this big, long, continuous thing and it would make mm-hmm. more sense. But yeah, like listening to it on Spotify and this, if this came on Shuffle, I'd be like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you have to get up and change it. And you're like, fuck, your hands are wet from the dishes. Ridiculous. <laughs> And then the water gets into your your little uh, keyboard there, your mouse or whatever, and then you got to buy a whole new one. Exactly, exactly. I'm just starting to think that they're in cahoots with the tech, with the uh, with big tech, with emergency (laughs) tech companies. Yeah, they're in cahoots with Logitech, so we have to keep buying their mice and keyboards. (laughs) You Logitech? For some reason, just calling out Logitech for no. (laughs) I'm doing that because my mouse is literally Logitech, and I'm like looking right at the logo. That's hilarious. We are not sponsored by Logitech. No, no. And even if we were, they would have pulled out as soon as we said that. It's like, do you guys make record players? Because then maybe the sponsorship would make sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess we'll just move it, move right on then, because that's yeah. what the song does at the very least. So number eight, Killing Me Softly with his song. Um, obviously, the song is pretty iconic for a reason. And if this is a cover song, is it not? It is. Yes, yes I, I figured it was too. Yeah, because I, I think I saw that in the the credits and everything. But uh, I mean, here we are. Lauren's performance being top notch, absolutely. Oh my god! Like yes. this song is just all hers, like one hundred percent. The beats like pretty easy going. The harmonies are super rich. There's just a lot to appreciate in this one. So yeah, obviously it is a very popular song for a reason. I really, really like that the song just starts with her voice and no beat. It's just it it really highlights that. And then the beat comes in at at an appropriate time. So I really like that. Um, What kills me is when that little sitar bit comes in, it's cut off at the end. I swear to God, if you had just let it play like two milliseconds, it would feel like it actually finished and it wouldn't sound like such a rough cut. Um, I thought, oh, maybe that was just the first one. No, the second, I don't know if it comes in a third time. It was just kind of like, I don't know. I noticed it enough to hyper fixate on it every time I heard the song going forward. Yeah, there was those like little moments. And actually, I think I know what you're talking about, too, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it was it didn't bother me too much, but it was just one of those things where like I'm listening just calmly and then suddenly jolt my head back. Or just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Weird choice. Uh, but yeah, I do like how the verses are essentially a cappella with just drums. Like, there's no instrumentals. Like, it's just her singing on a drum beat. Yeah. And then, like, obviously, instrumentals do kick in eventually, but it's usually when the chorus kicks in. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is, again, just a really, just a full Lauren performance, I think, giving, like, it's not even, like, an intense performance either. Like, it's pretty gently sung, but still, like, the passion and emotions there, so you can hear it. And so there's a lot to appreciate about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice to have this like R&B style track in the, the track list altogether. Uh, it adds something a little different yet fitting to the mood of the album. So again, just it's good to have that here. And yeah, I mean, great song. Why not? I did feel like the song was sort of all chorus. Um, I wouldn't be able to recall any verses if if my feet were held to the fire. Um, but choruses sound great, memorable, super good memorable i don't even know what other term to use other than i liked it and i like the bridge um i found it was nice because it was the most singing that i've heard all album and it just it added a nice sound a nice sort of break there aren't any i guess slow ballady songs so this is really as close as you'll get and the fact that there wasn't a lot of 
uh, intensity really brought it down, which I think that it needed by now. Would you consider No Woman, No Cry to be a ballad and even more so maybe the original? Uh, I don't like the original only because I just don't like reggae or really anything Bob Marley ever touched. Um, it wasn't, it's not my thing. Um, but I like this version of it and it does kind of like, obviously I'm going to say it when the song comes up. Um, but I think it, it's a, a gem hidden at the very end of the album, but it's a, I think it's appropriately placed and, uh, kind of a nice breather from this track, uh, to that one. It's just pretty interesting that two of their most popular songs just happen to be covers as well. <laughs> right? All right, we move on to song number nine, the title track of the album, The Score. Ah, I like the guitar. That was nice. Yeah, I mean, the instrumentals, eh, instrumentals and beats are all fine. God, I can speak so well today. I speak. <laughs> I, I, I can speak much good today, yes. Yay. Um, yeah, the, the instrumentals and beat, they're all fine. I like that. Uh, but um, let's let's be real. Earlier I mentioned like there's, there's like handing off the mic to producer and like I said, one of the songs are pretty bad for it. Yeah. This is that song. Uh, the, the first verse is complete ass. It's like it, some of the worst rapping on this entire fucking album. But I will... Another line that just... It made me laugh despite of how shitty it is. Losers check your tutors while I suck on your girl's hooters. <laughs> That's a real line that was wrapped in this album. It's just, it's so bad that my brain wanted to disassemble itself. Like, oh my fucking God. Are you looking it up right now? No, I'm looking up how old they were when, uh, <laughs> when they wrote this. So that would have been um, Diamond D, though. I think that's because the lyrics said, like, whoever wrote it said Wyclef was doing that one. It didn't sound like him, though. So I'm thinking it was that Diamond D guy because he's got the feature on this one. Okay, so he would have, when this album was released, because I don't know when it was written, uh, when this album was released, that Diamond D guy was 25. So, so uh, 20, this no, was, not 25. I can't count. 26? No, this is 96. 27. 27. Geez, Final so he, answer. He's still a little up there, but then again, I, yeah. uh, here I am in my like mid thirties, like cracking jokes about sixty nine. <laughs> haha, nice. But but just oh my god, like <laughs> talk about a stretch for a rhyme. Losers, check your tutors while I'm sucking on your girl's hooters. Like God, are, you. He must have sat there all night, like losing sleep, trying to write that rhyme. So I, I bet it was uh, based around him learning that butts are tutors because I cannot just imagine. That he means watch your asses, right? Well, I didn't well, even I think about that. Oh yeah. My God. So I'm sure somebody right. said like, oh, tutor. And he was like, oh. And actually, okay, what, now that you've mentioned it, when I did look at the lyrics and the ones I have quoted here, it is spelled T-O-O-T-E-R-S. Yeah. It's not even the right way. It's not T-U-I-T-O-R-S. Yeah. See? Uh, tutors and hooters. Yeah. Ass and titties. Yeah. The, 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 the ground foundation of hip hop. Ah, uh, of course. <laughs> of course. No, no bitches, no cars, but butts and ass. TNA. There you go. But speaking of, uh, c calling back to something though, um, I also met, you, you mentioned earlier that, uh, there was like what sounded like humming in a song as well. Yes. Turns out this is also that song that had this, that I was hearing too. Oh, I didn't even hear that. Like, I, at first I heard it in the second verse, but then I heard it at a few more points in the song too. There's like a quiet humming, like very quiet that was happening, like just on top of the bass line. Yeah. But yeah. Like it added like this really soft texture. It made it feel like a lot fuller and everything like that. So there, I, I really like that part of the sound of it at the very least. Uh, I did not notice that. So it must've been quiet enough. Um, by, by now in the album, I'm feeling slightly fatigued. Don't know if it's just, 
the uh, repetition of sort of the same kind of formula for each song. Um, I spent the whole time just listening to the music. Uh, the vocals were just sort of there. So I was listening to the music instead. And I understand how this would have been new and great in 1996, but the trajectory of music has since evolved. It just, it doesn't, I don't know, maybe it, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't grab me at all. And even things released back then, some of them would grab me. I don't know if they were more ahead of their time or if it's just a personal preference, but this one didn't really get me. And there's another goddamn motherfucking end skit at the end yes, of this one. Yes, there is. Jesus fucking Christ. Really starting to piss me off now. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, it really extended the runtime of this album to, like, an hour. Oh, my God. Like, this could have been 10 minutes shorter if, like, some of these skits were just cut out. Oh, yeah, and, like, each song could lo- like could stand to lose, like, a minute and a half. Yeah, well, that's... At that's least. What, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, Yeah. I know, I just... Um, yeah, there, the... I was trying to, like pick things out to write about at this point because also i was also having a little uh trouble writing about certain things at this point too yeah uh the repetition of like the left right part is fine like soldiers left right left right but like yeah. I, I, then i'm like imagining my head like my imagery comes in as someone actually marching along to it but then it gets to the repeating left part where he says left 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 so then someone's just, just like someone's <laughs> hoping in a circle the entire time he's doing it i'm just like this looks silly i would love to see this live oh, yeah. on stage <laughs> it reminds me of uh Fuck, I don't remember what uh, what Bush song it is, but he sings like "Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in," and then he sings the uh, oh, sings the head, rest. Yeah, yeah, and he sings the rest of the verse. So when I think about it, I'm like, "How do I sing with you if I'm still? Am I still holding my breath? What's happening?" Well, I guess breathe in, so you have a uh, lung full of air, and then you can sing for a while because all that air is going to be coming out. So maybe yeah, that's, that's the whole point. But that's breathing out, and Gavin Rossdale didn't give me permission to breathe out, so I'm just going to sit here until I turn blue and die. That's like that TikTok where the guy's like, breathe in, <laughs> and then he just starts talking, so you just like you're holding your breath the entire time. Boy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, un- the ending skit again, just leave this stuff off the album. Leave it as a bonus album. I don't know. Just yeah. why break up the flow with the stuff and it ultimately leads nowhere. Again, I- I'm being very generous and not letting it affect the score. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> no, I legitimately didn't mean it that time. I didn't yeah. realize until what I was saying. That's well, the funny st- now. That's for, for the song and album on that one. That was a triple fucking whammy right there. Yep. Um, but regardless, I- I- I'm trying to be polite and not let it affect that. But at the same time, like it's just, I want to so bad. I wanted to knock off two points just yeah. for all these skits, but I didn't. I was being nice. This album mm. could have tanked because of it, but I was being nice. Mm, I want to see how nice you have been. Oh, mm. well, I mean, we're, we're getting there pretty soon. Yeah. Curious. All right. Well, then uh, let's move on to the double digit tracks now. Song number 10, The Mask, featuring Jim Carrey. Uh, weird. Um, <laughs> new, new percussion. I'm interested already. Something new, something, I don't know, just something that isn't putting me to a coma. Yeah. Um, I actually had to look up when The Mask came out. It was 1994, I believe. Ooh, so. so they could have. Yeah, but talk about a promotion three years too late. <laughs> just, yeah, like every like every other like bar in this, you just hear him go smoking in the background. <laughs> like, it's like, wow, how timely is this? This won't age oh at all. 
<laughs> and every record has uh, has two free tickets to see the mask in theaters that expired before the album even came out. So they're just collector's pieces at that point. <laughs> and it, there was also a cl- uh, limited edition collector's edition where the first hundred copies all had a small piece of the, the mask <laughs> used in the movie, like in the album, like in a small baggie. So you could just keep it with you. Oh, my God. And all it is is just like it, it's in a uh, a smaller baggie. That is just like all melted. Uh, oh, what 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 is it when you put like a latex, like all melted latex mask, and it's just this pile of green. You're like the colors separated from the the latex. Yeah, and it bled onto the CD at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel bad for anybody who got that uh, got that copy. Ugh. Well, hopefully no one did because that would have been the worst promotion in the world three years <laughs> later. Uh, but yeah, uh, one thing I know you, you mentioned like the beat or whatever, like, yeah. uh, the percussion, I mentioned the baseline because like this one was the most noticeable to me. Cause it was like this fun, like little sliding up and down thing going on. And I thought that like stands out and fits on the beat really well. So this one felt a little more fun in the moment. So I was enjoying that at the very least. Uh, once again, I do like that tennis style of mixing in the background of the track kind of going left to right. I, I like yeah. that. It's cause it doesn't like it. it it pops in and out of each speaker yeah. and it's like a fun use of space without being distracting. Like we've had albums where people will do that and like, it's just super there. And like the only thing you could focus on, whereas this one was like soft enough where I was just kind of enjoying it gently in the background while listening to the music. So I don't know. I liked it. I sneer at you when you say that, but to be quite honest, the only one that I really noticed it, I think, what was it? Track two. Um, that really got to me every other time you've mentioned it. I'm like, yeah, I didn't hear it. Yeah, I didn't notice. So clearly it wasn't as distracting and uh, I guess effective as track two. But in this one, I didn't hear it enough to even make note of it. So I guess it was okay, which was good. Everything's so. fine then. Just yeah. go keep going. And now I, I know we're every single episode, we're like, we don't do lyrical breakdowns. But I do have to say I did hear uh, most the yeah some to most of the lyrics in this one and i relate to them and i kind of like that i feel it's a little bit uh i don't want to say personal but when you can kind of emotionally connect to it it's kind of like you you automatically start to like that one more just because you do feel that way so i kind of felt that uh felt that listening to this i mean it's not really indicative of my score but just the idea that you have to put sort of a mask on to cover up your actual personality when you're interacting. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's, I, I like that because, you know, everyone does it. Everyone can relate to it. Uh, Okay. Well, you just lost the light. Your power is going out. Oh God. No, no, no. What, what it is, is we've been yapping too long and my light died, but hello, we're back. We're back. Yeah, that, that's like the Oscar cue when they like put on the red light. You have like, oh, you got like 10 <laughs> seconds, gotta cut it off. Okay, I'm gonna need that. I gotta put mirrors behind so I can see what the power is at. But we're back. We no, are back. I, um, I, I do get this in a minute of like having that emotional connection though, because like, I mean, uh, the one song I feel that with the most is uh, The Line Begins to Blur by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Um, written in 2005, but when I heard it like a, a handful of years later, I was like, Damn, I'm like right there in the lyrics. Like I'm right, yeah. I'm like right smack dab in the middle. I understand this completely. It was oh, written for yeah. me. He loves me. Yeah, and then like you could sing those songs in the mirror to yourself, and it's just like it's 
just like someone else is saying them to you. And you're like, yes, I agree. I, I relate. So I like that. It was good. Um, and I guess I'm only stretching that point out a little bit because I don't really have anything else to, for this song because this is my only other note is literally that it's getting harder to know what to say since, again, the album has carried such a consistent style and sound and it's just hard to differentiate the songs at this point. So, I mean, yes. like, what am I supposed to do? Uh, I agree. Um, going forward, if not a couple songs ago, my notes are getting more and more sparse because not only am I repeating myself, it's kind of hard to make note of the music when really it's just X amount of bars over and over and over again. So it's not like, Oh, I like that they changed it up in the second verse. Cause there's only, there's less than a handful of songs where it does change, but most of them are just, you know, a stead. It's just a, a beat for the background. That's really it. Yeah. And th- uh, they're chill enough too that if you just had instrumental versions you could probably just like listen to it for a little while so yeah. and actually that's kind of what i say about the next song so might as well just jump there now song number 11 cowboys i like the sitar and the yodeling and i wish there was more yodeling in the verses i mean sitar and yodeling in a song called cowboys though like yeah. what an absolute culture clash <laughs> i like it it's like um Oh my god! Do they think that it's cowboys like, yodel? I mean, it's like, like putting like Asian noodles on a uh, on a hamburger rather than like. Hey, people have ramen burgers. Really? I, that is a thing. Is it really? Ew. Yes, it is. Ew, gross. Okay. Hey, you're gonna look it up because you're. I am. I need to know. Oh, it's an actual like bun of ramen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More or less. No, that's disgusting. I was thinking in replace replacing like fried onions or something because you know it's sort of a well. I guess even this isn't even a, a Asian dish. It's more like a North American bastardization of it, as per usual. But yep. now I'm stuck on this ramen burger thing. This, that looks disgusting. You're gonna be like, oh, it's so gross, so gross, and then you Ew. find yourself making it because will, you're morbidly curious. I will try it. Oh it's like doing God. KFC's double down. Everyone says it's disgusting, and then they're like, oh, I guess I'll guess I'll try it though. Double downs are so good. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> so good. They're so good. It's just me. It's like, oh my God, it's delicious. I've had two in my life and it's like meeting the love of your life and then being separated. And every day you think about reconnecting with them. And you're like, I wonder what they're doing, but you were on a cruise ship. So they come from a different country. You didn't get their phone number. And every single day you leave the house, you hope that you cross paths with them. That's me and KFC's double. Yes, because this whole analogy is about a fucking chicken sandwich. I mean, like, come on. That's so good. Oh my God. If we just keep talking shady shit about fast food things, then I mean, I've had that same feeling about the McGriddle. Oh, I love the McGriddle too. It has to have the I, sausage in it. Like, though. the thing is, I think they're, ta- I, well, back when I could eat them, I thought they were really tasty, but I felt disgusting every time I ate one. Like, I was just oh, like, so I, I hated myself for eating oh, it. I hated the fact that it existed. And I, like, kind of like a, a kid, like, trying a mouthful of beer for the first, first time saying, I'll never do that again. That was me every time I ate a McGriddle. Oh, yeah. And then then the second, third and fourth time of the week that you have it, and you're sitting in your basement crying while you're eating McGriddle. Oh, it's so good. And then you go back to sleep because it just drained all of the energy from you. Oh, no, I, I would only ever do like once a week, if anything. I used to work a job when like my breakfast would be like stopping by like Tim Hortons McDonald's or something like that on my way to the workplace because I worked in the mailroom. And so like, yeah, I tried the McGriddle and like I would bite every once in a while, but just I actually honestly bought McDonald's oatmeal more than I bought their McGriddle. 
I don't have anything to say other than you. <laughs> Anyways, on the Cowboys now. <laughs> Here we go, shit uh, all over fast food. <laughs> the sitar and yodeling was great. Needed more of that. Uh, I mean, well, you got a whole song. You got a whole five minutes. Actually, you can't even say five minutes, 23 seconds, because, you know, another fucking skit came up. Oh, my fucking God. Uh, but yeah, the sitar uh, does stand up pretty well on the beat. Uh, I dig the beat and the instrumentals on this one. Definitely, like, I could just chill with the instrumentals for this one. Like, yes. Not that I hated the, the rapping or anything, but just, like, definitely works better with the instrumentals. I like that. And uh, you had your white moment earlier. I can't remember what you said. You went then when they made a reference about something, you're like, I feel very white. Uh, recognizing a James Taylor line. A reference. Mine, mine was uh, recognizing the gambler by Kenny Rogers in this one. <laughs> it's about the same. Yeah. I actually it got a, like a like a legitimately genuine lighthearted chuckle out of me when I, I don't know, it's like yeah, no when to hold them, no when to fold them, and then it just went right back into the rap. I'm like, what <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? I guess Cowboys Kenny Rogers. Although I don't really associate Kenny Rogers with, I, he's like a Las Vegas cowboy. He's not an actual cowboy. Yes, very Vegas man. Yeah, I don't. He, I don't see him as being authentic country. He's he's too superstar for that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, don't, I don't. I was gonna say I don't really have a whole lot either. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. I uh, again, I'm gonna say it for a third time. Wish there was more yodeling through the verses because I think they only do it twice during the chorus. Um, and I like the chorus, but I didn't really feel the verses outside of hearing "Mama see, Mama sa, Mama makusa." I heard that and went, "Oh, I know where that's from." But yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that a while ago. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure that Michael Jackson took it from somewhere else, but I I didn't track down the origin. But uh just having done Michael Jackson, I'm like, oh, I get that. And that was it. That was literally the end of my my uh song review. So I will yeah. say because I didn't say too much about it, like I do like this song. Yeah. Um, like I do like the instrumentals in it, the rapping was fine, the chorus was fine, the yodeling was a little silly, but I I could dig <laughs> it. Again, I'm not completely anti-fun, I can dig some things sometimes. But just the fact that you think the uh, cowboy yodels, like where does that come in? And apparently they 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 ride on horseback with their sitar yodeling. I'm like that's just just the, that's my thought now. Some tech like hardcore Texan just doing okay. that. So I, I'm thinking that maybe they're using cowboy a little loosely where they're in Switzerland. Okay. Now they're on the back of a mountain goat and then they're up the mountain. So then you kind of get the yodeling sort of idea there. And the sitar was because they had a weight limit on their luggage to fly from North America to Switzerland. And when you have to strap the instrument on your back, because you're on a mountain goat, going up a mountain like you have to get something small and it wouldn't make sense having a ukulele so for some reason they thought a sitar was better i feel like an acoustic guitar is probably lighter than a sitar though but it's like it's bigger you know you when you're bringing on a carry-on you have to put it in that that thing to see yeah. if it's the right dimensions Sitars i imagine are pretty big though i i just assume they're small well Whatever, I still stand by the Mount Gold thing. Okay, that's fine and dandy. <laughs> uh, my my ge geography sucks. Is there not like some sort of close connection to Switzerland and India? I honestly don't know. Is there like a, uh, a border somewhere close by at the very no, least? No, no. Okay, I don't not know. Not a my, border. Okay, my, I, North American geography maybe. Uh, yeah. like literally Eastern world geography. I am. Yeah. I could, I could tell you that Italy is right next to Japan, and th that'd be my best guess. I honestly don't know. 
Geography um, was not a good subject for me. We have also determined that you are terrible at knowing where any of the United States are. So uh, I'm bad at Germany or Germany. My God. Hey, I'm, well bad. <laughs> I'm bad at geography. But you're but probably I also am, bad at German. <laughs> <laughs> I am good at looking at a map going, oh, okay cool and so. you know what the weirdest part is like i've always i've always wanted to play that game GeoGuessr, even though i know i'd fail miserably i love watching people play that but when they're too good and they get I, it I right away that. there's no challenge for a viewer so then i just I they look at a watching. grain of sand on the road it's like oh we're clearly somewhere in cairo and then they like yeah. look at the little plants like oh this is a this is a new auckland fucking new zealand whatever the hell it's called yeah this this only grows in a temperate climate a, a t5 climate so this has to be i'm like just look at the sign see what language it's in play along pretend you're stupid please i i, I think i was i determined something i got the closest i ever got playing was like it was super close i can't remember but like it's because i was like looking at license plates and then i happened yeah. to see uh, an area code it was canadian i was like oh, i know where that is so yeah i was really damn close in that one hell yeah uh all right we'll move on now song number 12 the other cover on this album or yeah. at least i only know there's two covers on this album no woman no cry yeah um, how how i feel like you'd progress with this podcast if i wasn't here yeah there'd be no crying on the album because <laughs> no woman here yeah, you'd be like, what, hey. what a sexist thing for me to say. I was anyway. going to say, I'm like, that's not what I meant, but okay. Sure. Okay, that's the way I took it because if you're not here, you said, oh, that's the way it progressed because I wouldn't be here. So that's what I thought we we're trying to get. Oh, at. no. It's if you kick me off the podcast, you wouldn't cry about it. You would just, that's it. She's okay, gone now. So Goodbye. We got two different meanings there. Now I look like the bad guy. <laughs> you do, as you are. Continue on, please. Uh, it's okay. We've already determined you're racist, anyways. So obviously, an iconic reggae track. Speaking of you being racist, you don't like reggae. Uh, uh, <laughs> so much. It's too slow. Oh my um, god. Yeah, obviously, this is an iconic reggae track. Um, I, I do like the beat on top of the acoustic riff, though. So yeah, it does. It definitely helps the progression of the track, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, another great vocal performance. That's not even rap. It's just you're covering the song, so you're going to be singing it. Uh, from yeah, the lead to the background harmonies is all really well done and everything yep. like that. So yeah, it's not so bad. Uh, pretty much everything I had written down, you've already said. Um, especially the first off, I cannot listen to reggae too slow. Uh, knowing this song is a cover, I was definitely dreading it because I figured it would be a carbon copy of the original. And then I realized, oh no, I've definitely heard the song before, and I'm much more familiar with this version than I am with the original, uh, which is what Bob Marley and the Whalers. Um, at least I believe that that's the original. There may be an original before that, but didn't stick I, out to I, me. I think, um, I think it is the original, but the, okay. there was someone else in the writing credit that was given credit for writing it, but Bob Marley was the original. Of it. Oh, okay, excellent. Yeah, don't like that one. Um, but uh, I think that the acoustic guitar definitely gives it like a chill vibe. It is true to the original, but it's more modern and fresh. Uh, I really like it. Kind of sucks that we had to get to the very end of the album to get to something that I would praise as heavily as this one. Uh, and the fact that it's a cover is sometimes disappointing to me that I'm like, oh yeah, I really like this. God damn it. They didn't write it. And then I, then I feel bad for shitting on the songs that they actually did write. And that had a little bit of a, a artistic input into. So might well, be. don't feel too bad because it's like uh, one of the most influential hip hop albums of all time. Like it's up there on the people's yeah. list more often than not. So, Hey, it did well enough for itself. That is true. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't need my opinion 
what, 30, 27 years later? 30, 27 years later. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, if I said 30, you would have corrected me. So I figured I would do the maths. Good on you then. Um, yeah, I do like kind of like this one as an ender, although it's technically not an ender. But I mean, like, it's yes. damn, damn close enough. It feels different enough from everything else on the album that it's just like easier to tell where you are on the track list. Yes. So there's that much to appreciate. And so just before we switch over to the next song, because I'm pretty sure we're both done our notes, I have one more. And it has it has to do with um, comments on a, on a, on a lyric Ooh. page. So yes. uh, I haven't done this since No Doubt. And by the way, if, uh, episode 47, or just even watch the best of season three, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and promote that because the, the No Doubt comment thing was fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, so I I was looking up this one because I wanted to confirm it was Wyclef Sean singing. Like I already had a good idea that it was, but like sometimes yeah. when you look at the lyrics, it tells you who's like rapping or singing or doing whatever. Um, and yeah, confirm that. That's fine. But then I'm scrolling down this page here, and uh, on the video version, I will put it up on the screen, but audio people, you can listen along. So there's two comments. One of them's practically a paragraph, a very, like, meaningful comment, but then the second one is what gets you. Okay. So the first one is just, as much as I love Marley, I've I've always felt the Fugees took the song to another level. I felt it in my heart more. And, quote, and little Georgie would make the fire firelight as stolen cars passed through the night, and then we'd hit the corner store for Roots paper and brew, my drinks, my only remedy for pain of losing my family unquote that verse is heartbreaking the way uh the band eases off leaving the low end of the bass to punctuate the sadness in Wyclef's voice as he sings the quote my drinks line chills and tears so very thoughtful comment there very well thought yeah <laughs> second comment wowzers i just made a mess of my trousers <laughs> And that goes on with the shit theme from the beginning, doesn't it? That that had to be the most insightful and university-educated comment I've ever heard. Those comments are separated by a year. The first comment has 20 upvotes, and that one has 10 downvotes. Of course. <laughs> Jesus but Christ. Just, when I was reading that, I was like, oh, that's touching. Then I read the second one. Miles I made a mess of my trousers. Fucking dumb. My God. Oh, what is this world coming to? What was happening seven years ago? I don't even remember anymore. Jesus Christ. What is this I, got, world? I got nothing. That's fine. That means we could just move on then. Uh, so song number 13, final song, songs, I don't know, manifest slash outro. Uh, go ahead. Okay. So I'm, I'm just going to go through the four that I have. Um, I, it's not that I didn't feel emotion in some of the other songs. I just felt that it was a little bit more prevalent in this one. I could actually hear it in, in their voice. Um, finally, the music has some interest, interesting things like record scratches, acoustic guitar, and it changes enough to keep my attention. Um, this, uh, this combo track is sitting at five minutes, but I would say manifest is probably like maybe two three two three so because when it starts to transition a little bit it's like barely anything but it does change enough in that three minutes to keep my attention which was sweet it does kind of suck that it trails out into something else um and the emotion i heard earlier in the song really propelled the ending like the uh the I, I would assume that it's the ending of Manifest because I think outro is like all that the end credits and whatnot. I would assume it's actually um, a callback to intro as well. It's the same instrumentals. That oh, second okay. that second little chunk there. It's like literally a callback mm-hmm. to the first song. I like that. 
Um, but I feel like it kind of left me with a feeling of, well, shit, because he's like talking about how easy it is for black people to kill each other and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, fuck, like that's that's that has a message that's pretty intense. It doesn't last very long, but I feel like because it doesn't, it doesn't uh, have a chance to dilute the message. It just gets out there and then starts to fade away. And as it's fading away, I'm just sitting there going, holy shit. Okay, dang. So I feel like that one that one kind of hit me because it was just it wasn't singing wasn't rapping it was just speaking it was no I don't believe there was any music and if there was it was super subtle um but it felt more like somebody is going through something and they're talking face to face with me and I could kind of feel it so that uh that was kind of unsettling but in a huh gives me something to think about kind of way yeah supposing so again going on the um lyrical content like it makes you view the song a different way it's just mm-hmm. too bad we don't take it too much into context maybe you did i don't yeah. know yeah um, really. i do like the aggression in the rapping though throughout like the manifest portion of the song it goes along with this it's a sped up version of red intro like it is a higher pitch version it's like literally the exact same thing but they also add this very bizarre like twangy acoustic sound as well like it sounds <laughs> like super detuned or broken or something like that uh there's that in the background so I mean that that's cool. At least they added something to make it a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, why does it essentially have to feel like it's being two songs in one? Because like there is that split around three three minutes. Yeah, it, it turns back into the red intro instrumentals, like the regular ones, and then with yeah, the other spoken word part happening over top of that, and just like it's just weird how this feels like this is what's ending this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then, oh my god. The end credits, literally end fucking credits. Yeah. Nothing I've ever heard in an album before. And like, I, I get that you're probably going for that cinematic theme, but this didn't need to exist. Why is this attached at the end of the song? Like make this and the other skits just bonus material. As I said, like make a whole other album. Cause I skipped through a large portion of the credits because I can literally just read that on any liner notes, Wikipedia yeah. page, anywhere on the fucking internet or like physical copy if you have them. So, I mean, like, I don't know. It's not needed. It feels silly. It's killing time. It shouldn't have been six minutes. I like the track where it was three minutes ago, yeah. but then like it just slowly and surely started to waste my time. So it's just very, very unfortunate. And uh, I will say though, I let this one dox the score a bit because it was, uh, it was three <laughs> minutes of yeah. unnecessary extension. Like, uh, that one particularly should have been a, a secret track after everything ended, like two, three minutes after pop it in fine. But I agree with you. Should have just nixed it completely. Like I, I, I think if they wanted to redux Red Intro and make Manifest out of it, that's fine. And that could have been like three, three and a half minutes right there, especially with just even with the talking ending with the instrumental and everything like that. Yeah. That would have been fine too. I would. I don't necessarily hate that part. Like when the second part kicked in, that's fine. Like I'm just like it's weird that this is added in, but I'm not, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just the end credits thing and how long it lasted that just fuck me right up and i'm just like this is like this the fucking restaurant skit all over again well because he's talking about who played who in said restaurant skit who played who who played and random see, I skipped all guy. That. i didn't even bother listening yeah it was like random guy too and it's just like man come on come on stop it listen as a joke and maybe on paper it's kind of funny to do this on an album when you actually execute it it's it's annoying yeah not very good maybe i'm maybe i am mr anti-fun i don't know i'd say auntie and uncle fun over here and <laughs> yeah I, I gotta do something to make myself laugh because the end the, i was just frustrated by the end yeah 
I I get that. I I can agree with that. Uh, but I mean, like overall, I mean, yeah, just just make a whole bonus album with like skits and interludes. It seriously threw off the vibe of the album for me, like especially with all the interludes of the entire album. Yeah. So, but overall, though, the the album wasn't terribly exciting, but it's ne- not necessarily that bad either. So, yeah, this is a very purgatory kind of album for me, where just like it's just kind of in one spot. It doesn't really do anything. Um. Yes, uh, I agree. Now, I wrote this sort of a uh, sort of capping review before I knew what you thought. So I I feel like we're fairly similar uh, with our opinions of this whole album. But I'm going to read this verbatim regardless. Um, I know you're really going to emphasize the point that I chose this album, but I I want (laughs) to. I know. I know. I thought you might. Um, But I want to emphasize that there are big albums that I've never heard and want to. This was one of those albums. And unfortunately, I didn't think it was it was as good as it has been praised to be. My opinion only. Yes. Let us emphasize these are just our subjective opinions. This album is beloved. We understand that. But I might doesn't mean again, we're not necessarily right just because it's our podcast. It's just simply our stupid opinion by two unprofessional reviewers, I guess. Yeah. And I can imagine that we are probably not the uh, the target demo. And you know what? That is okay. No, absolutely not. Uh, absolutely not that we're not the target demo, but absolutely <laughs> that that is okay. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to, my brain's trying to find reasons to disagree with you, but then I realize I can't do that right now. Yep. But hey, that is the end of us discussing Fuji's The Score. So here, here we are at the end of it. So thank you very much for hanging out and making it this far. What did you think of the album? Make sure you let us know down in the comments below wherever you're listening because there's comment sections everywhere. And there's also many other places you can let us know. So go ahead and do that. But while you do that, we do have to move on to part two of this podcast now. We have to rank the songs. Uh, from worst to best, as per usual, that's the gig that we usually do at this point. So instead of rambling, just transition now. So boom, above our heads, graphics have changed. There are names, there are numbers. There's going to be a lot more names because we need to put songs up there now. There's going to be 26 titles across the screen. Where will land? Where? What will land? Where? Who will? How? Is it something? 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 The score. Uh, so I got a bunch of question marks actually. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get any matches at all. I nothing did i think oh yeah we definitely both like the song this much so i have a bunch of question marks but there's two that i i'm more leaning towards i'm like this one could make sense because like i just something some things felt a little closer to me but maybe i misinterpreted who knows yeah well let's find out then huh yeah i guess we so i mean my first two were pretty obvious but it was just depending on the order that i wanted but i'm gonna do this anyways uh so uh-huh. song number 13 manifest let's outro uh my 13 is family business uh when it comes to manifest slash outro i didn't knock it for having the outro uh i just saw it as two different songs so i'm for that one i'm only grading the first three minutes but it's one song you have to do the whole thing it's not a song if it's just some dude talking over instrumentals though wasn't it what's your uh what's your number 12 <laughs> number 12 a red intro uh the beast the beast number 11 how many mics uh red intro number 11 close <laughs> number 10 the beast number 10 the score number nine the score <laughs> Number nine, how many mics? It's one of these fucking albums. Yeah. 
No, wait, uh, how many? That's what it was. How many mics? Number eight, ready or not? Number eight, Fuji La. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fuji. Kind of, why can I not spell? Don't answer that. Number seven, No Woman, No Cry. Uh, number seven, ready or not? It is one of those albums. It. I. I can. I assume the farther we go, the less it will be. But yeah. Uh, a lot. I mean, there's still a lot left that can match. Fair. Uh, number six, the mask. Number six, the mask. Hey, that's that thing that always happens. So it's like, oh, <laughs> who knows if we will, it. and then it does. Yeah. Well, we got one, and that one was a question mark. Not one of the ones I was leaning towards, but it was a question mark. Uh. Number five, uh, Zealots, Zealots. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. you go. Two. That'll make it for our zero last week for sure. We can still do it. I don't know if we're going to at this point. I'm just kind of looking. I mean, there's we only have two left we can match on. Okay. But I just don't think it's going to be. I don't think so either. Number four, kill me softly with his song. Oh my fucking god! Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, you're what six, five, and four, all the same for me. Uh, Ooh, interesting. I mean, this technically can't break the record with ratio or anything like that. But I mean, hey, how long has it been since we have more than two? Oh my god, it's been forever, and only one more can match. So I'm hoping it won't be it. Oh wait, no, it won't be you. Could be. No, it's not gonna be it. It's not gonna be it. Okay. Number three, Fujila. Uh, number three, I don't know why I ranked it this high, but uh, Manifest slash Outro. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's the same score as a couple other ones. I just preferred the in, like the beginning of this one over the other ones at the same score. So. Okay. Well, this Surprise. where shit gets interesting. It is. Uh, number two, Family Business. No, Cowboys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. No Close, woman, no though. prize. Close. My number one. Oh, yeah, then mine would be Cowboys. Yeah. That was a pretty good song, though. As soon as I heard it, I was like, yeah, this is it. I like this one. What's that? No Woman, No Cry? No, Cowboys. As soon as I heard that, but I I like No Woman, No Cry uh, from start to finish. Uh, Cowboys was like, oh, you're leaving me with a little less than what I want. And No Woman, No Cry. I'm like, you know what? I'll take it for what it is. Wouldn't change it. A Bob Marley cover of all things. It fucking makes me mad. I hope one day you 10 out of 10 a Bob Dylan cover. I just to really just drive that dagger in. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Chances are I'll do it without knowing it. And then I will just slink down in my chair and die where I am. And then I won't stop with the impression. Notice how I haven't done Not it in a while. I've been very friendly about it. I, I appreciate that. But if, if that ever happens and I die on the floor where I sit, it'll just be my computer just play or the headphones in my ears, just a Bob Dylan over and over and over until the cops come to remove the body. Well, you haven't seen the last of me, Oh my God, but until God. then we can finally He's move playing. on to the final part of the podcast. We can write the record now. Woo! We can take our three matches in a row there and just move on to the next thing to do. So oh, yeah. transition. Well, 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 if it isn't the uh, album rating screen, that thing we always come back to, jam-packed full of, I'm sorry, badly photoshopped, uh, shrunken albums, because <laughs> I don't use any sort of measuring system anymore, so they all just look crooked and weird. But anyways, that's how you know it was handmade with love. Yes. Exactly. It's like when your kid gives you a really shitty card for your birthday, but you have to like it because they're like five and they drew it with their crayons and you have like three legs for some reason, but 
I don't know. <laughs> and then you take a picture of it for the memories, and then you throw that art in the garbage where it belongs. Exactly. Kids are dumb. Well, anyways, it's time to figure out where exactly the score by Fuji's is going to end up on our list. Uh, we had a lot to say about it. Uh, some positive, some negative, you know, and we've obviously felt very similar about a lot of songs even three yeah. matches but a lot of one-offs so yeah and and what number one was one off were most if not all of them the singles uh we saw Fle- oh the mask yeah no no only one of them's a single okay interesting Dang. enough all right well let's see how similar we can get with our album uh ratings here so i guess i'll get it kicked off this is yes. your album after all uh, I think just off camera that we were both kind of talking about the idea with how we ended up, we both ended up scoring this album um, more than we thought we were. Yes. Oh my gosh. I saw mine. I was like, I, did I type that in correctly? Because just listening to it, I thought I was going to score it a lot lower, but I didn't. So I mean, surprise. Yeah. Cause I mean, as, as I said in the beginning, like the first half of the album definitely didn't hold up this, as well as the second half of the album, in my opinion. Yeah. And so the scores were pretty low and I was like, oh, this isn't looking good. But then mm-hmm. I surprised myself towards the end. With that said, though, I mean, it's still not like a super high ranking album or anything in my, uh, at least for my numbers, it came out to 73.46. <laughs> 72.08. Ooh, another close one. Very close. Closer than I thought. So 72.08 and with our math combined and everything like that, that does indeed bring it to a B minus album at 72.77. 72.77. It is 0.01% better than Age of Electric. Ooh, really? How does that make you feel? It hurts. It fucking hurts. <laughs> it is uh, Age of Electric's at 72.76. So we're at 0.77 for this one. Wow. Yeah. See, mm. I, I, I had a feeling this was going to have a C plus tier, but here it me, is. Me too. But when I saw that, when I saw the seven, I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? But yeah, goddamn. That, I uh, even ended up liking it more than you did, apparently. Oh, 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 well, that that's obvious. I'm a terrible, terrible and harsh critic. Um, but uh no, having it above that album, like I understand Age of Electric's in the, that tier, that area, because we put it there. So I have no one to get upset about or get upset to than myself. And trust me, I will think about this for years and years going forward. Well, then we do have another B tier album on our hands as per usual. That's just yeah. the norm around here. If you didn't, if you couldn't <laughs> see it on the album ranking list there or album rating list, I should say that you should know now. I mean, B tiers are just the norm. Yeah. It's that that's the tagline for the show. It's rate the record. Uh, B tier done. <laughs> Be here now. Isn't that yeah. done by someone? Uh, Oasis. Uh, there you go. Yeah. And we already did Oasis a little while ago. So, hey, you can go check that out, too. Yeah. And you know why you can? Because we're at the end of the episode ah! now. Oh, my God. We're done talking about Fuji's The Score. So, hey, thank you very much for joining us, making this far through the podcast. So, once again, I ask you to let us know what you thought of the album. Uh, what did you think about the songs? Where did you rank them? Where did you rate the album? Let us know down in the comments below wherever you're listening. Audio, video. There's comment sections everywhere. Let us hey. know over on our social medias, which all of those links can be found, at, uh, including the audio and video links, over at ratetherecord.ca. So, hey there's there's no excuse for you not to do it except for hey i don't have time to do it yeah and you know what even then it's understandable but i hope you enjoyed it even if you listened 
I'll I'll shake my fist lightly and be like, do it? <laughs> if you want. I'm very um, passive aggressive. I'll just talk about <laughs> you behind your back if you don't. That's all. <laughs> oh. But then the other things that you could do as well, uh, just besides letting us know, is uh, over on rightthorecord.ca, you can join the album. Or, yes, you can join in on the album giveaways that we're doing each month uh, so for this year. And uh, I mean, February 2023 is just about done. We're, by the time this episode has come out, we're just about to announce the winner of Nirvana's Nevermind. If you missed that, no worries. March 2023 is just right there. Brand new album will be announced on March 1st, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Uh, you can request an album for the show. The link's also there as well. Like, let us know what you want to hear, and by all means, uh, we might even take a look at it, depending on what if it is. Uh... I, I was going to say, like, we don't want to do this, that, or the other thing, but you know what? I'll just leave that a secret and tell you in an email whether or not we'll do it. We're yes. pretty open. We'll we'll do we'll do a lot of things. Yes, uh, but please don't um, don't request any reggae, please, please. I know they're going to, and I just I really I really want to do it only because I want to see if there's part of it that I like. But don't do it uh, because I will hate you forever. <laughs> Can Never. you manifest something like really good to happen for once? Um, no. There you go. Not okay. at all. Yeah, doesn't that's happen, the spirit. Sorry. Yeah. But yes, all of those things found at RateTheRecord.tv, so check it out, including our Kofi.com slash RateTheRecord link can also be found over there if you want to financially support the show, because apparently we're just good enough to deserve your money. So if you think you agree with that statement, by all means, check out Kofi and see all the bonus stuff that you get, because we are certainly trying our best and doing our things and uh, be friendly about things, and I'm rambling. Yeah! So... To, to save Chris from rambling anymore, uh, you've reached the end of the Fuji's episode of Rate the Record. And before we let you go... <coughs> Sorry, what? You know, they have a mute button, right? So before... Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I accidentally muted hers. So before we let you go, we'll give you a sneak preview of what to expect next week. And Savannah's got this one covered yet again. I almost had that intro covered, but what ifs? Uh, next week's album was made by someone who is actually one half of a comedy podcast. That's it. That's all you're getting. Oh, what's, it's not that guy who does like dick in a box, does it? Or is it? Oh, Adam. Uh, no. what? Uh, Fuck if I know. Andy Samberg. No, it's not. Uh, I don't. I don't I much listen to him or care for him, so I don't know. I almost said Adam Sandler. I was like, that is not even close. He has albums too. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Although, no, it is not either of those. Can I just say we probably wouldn't do an Adam Sandler album anyways because a lot of them are just skits. They're not actually songs. So, And if this episode was any indication of what we think about skits on albums, it, yep, it is a definite down, uh, thumbs down. It's not good at all. Yeah. Alrighty then, yep, we're at the end, and there's your listening preview for next week. Maybe you know what it is, maybe you don't. But anyways, you can think about that over the week and come back and find out who it is next time. But until then, go listen to some awesome music like the Fugees, if you like them that much. And we'll see you again real soon, so take care, friends. Bye-bye. <laughs>